Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. You're with Bharati Jagdish and Timothy Go. Now, ASEAN is in the midst of an economic revolution, according to many analysts. Being empowered by the rapid rollout of digital-ready infrastructure, local economies are also being supercharged by breakneck innovations in smart devices, data processing, and real-time communications tech as well. And technology has been a catalyst for much of our thinking, of course, with finance organizations rapidly adopting new tools and capabilities with cloud, making it even easier than ever before to try new things and implement them. But that doesn't mean that tech should be the most important thing, thankfully. (laughs) For all the new benefits and capabilities technology brings, it's still people, right, who shape business outcomes? Or so we hope. Well, to give us more insights into the fast-changing digital finance landscape, we're joined by Phil Waters. He's head of APAC and Emerging Markets at Oanda. Hi, Phil. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. Hi there. Yeah, thanks for having me. Phil, how investors or even customers' expectations change or evolve since uh, the COVID-19 pandemic? It's a really good question. And, and I think the first thing is that the pandemic itself changed a lot with respect to the, the financial markets. So that it, what we saw within the business was a rise in demand. So we saw that there was more interest in trading in the financial markets, which was born out of the increased volatility. In terms of user expectations, what I think it forced or accelerated is this sort of, sort of exclusivity around uh, the digital experience. And it meant that people really started to value their time even more than they probably ever did before. So the level of efficiency when it comes to automation and the digital experience became even more important. And so within our business, we spent a lot of time really perfecting and optimizing that user experience all the way from signing up to an account to being able to fund and then trade and and risk manage and, and, and so on and so forth. So I think it's really important as well now just going forward uh, just to fit into people's busy lifestyles that people can sort of maximize on, on those, those uh, technological advancements that have led to improved user experiences. Okay, moving away from abstractions to specifics, what exactly is a good digital customer experience? A lot of companies struggle with this. What's on your checklist? You know, I think... For me, it's just doing the simple things really well. And I think it's actually also where most companies get it wrong. There is also a part to that, which is just making sure that you're choosing a very reliable, trustworthy and transparent provider in whatever that might be that you're, you're looking to engage with. We at Oanda are very proud, I think, of fulfilling all of those things. The difference between a really good customer, digital customer experience and a great customer experience is making sure that you do not sacrifice one over the other so the, the sorry the the, the more uh, high touch part of the client service over the digital experience they're not mutually exclusive and so i think one great digital experience is one that doesn't come at the expense of that personalized high touch client service no so the pandemic we we saw younger investors starting to learn more about technology and their investing needs right so what do you think are important uh, for young investors when they're choosing which platform uh, to use for their investments i mean the first thing is in order to go into this you have to make sure you're choosing the right provider and i think the right provider is one that 
can make sure it gives you all the tools, all the information, the news, the data to be very well informed before you start on your trading journey. So I think that's a critical part to it is making sure you're choosing the right provider. Once you actually become a trading client, a trader, you then have to make sure that you're engaging with risk management tools because I think trading can get quite emotional and risk management tools is a way of helping control those emotions. So they would be, I guess, the the key aspects in my opinion. Mm. Uh, Do enough investors make use of such tools? I mean, do they realize that they have to be rather cautious and careful here as well and they have these tools to fall back on? I would say there is more work the industry could do to to really put those sort of tools, that education at the forefront of the offering and the service that's being provided. Again, at Oanda, we are really proud of of those uh, data, the the data, the tools and, and, and the education that we offer to our client base. We make sure, because it's such a strong selling point for us, it it already is at the forefront of our offering. Um, I do think there is always more that we could be doing to make the new audience more aware of that and continuing to make our existing audience aware of the developing data and education that we continue to build on. Now, Phil, earlier you mentioned that when it comes to the customer experience, it's not just about the tech a high-touch client experience is very much a part of it as well. So how do you integrate the two and equip your workforce to do their jobs better? Yeah, that's a great question. It starts with making sure that you're sourcing the right talent. So getting people that uh, can be part of your workforce that you know have the right experience, um, the right appetite to learn is critical. So they, it very much starts there. Of course, Things are changing all the time, so so building on that is an ongoing effort. In the industry as a whole, it's important that companies are continuing to educate their staff and make sure that they are completely up to speed with those new developments to make sure that they can provide the best possible service. And yeah, I'm really proud to say that, Oanda, we just this past couple of months uh, received an award for our great customer service from Investment Trends. So I think it's testament to how we're doing that really well. So what exactly does that high-touch client experience constitute? Because I also do know of people who just stay online. They don't talk to anyone. They don't ask for a human when it comes to such services. Yeah, you're totally right. And, and, and I would say 95% or more of the time, our traders are left to their own devices, self-directed. They prefer to to operate on their own digitally. And that's just the world we're in now. There is the 5% of the time where they need some support or they need some guidance. And I think it's it's not discounting the fact that it's only 5% and accepting that that 5% is usually the point in time when that you actually really need it and your people are, are there. If your people are there to support them at, at those moments, that's when you create these really positively memorable experiences. All right, Phil, let's talk about post-pandemic investing decisions. Now, COVID-19 had an impact on the financial markets. So how how have things changed? Well, I mean, it's created a lot of volatility in the markets and lots of macroeconomic reasons for that and a high inflationary environment we're in and then the monetary policy activity that's happening now. So that has created interesting opportunities in the market. So I'd say the, you know, back to the earlier point I made, and that's reflected in what we've seen, there's a rise in demand. So more people are interested in trying to make the most of what they see as being an opportunity in the market. I think that comes though with caution because Mm. this economically uncertain time means that you're likely to see more volatility and ongoing volatility in the market. So it's really important 
during these periods that traders are choosing to only really trade when they are well informed and then making use of all the right risk management tools to ensure that they're mitigating the risks associated with trading that come inherently but are enhanced, I guess, during periods like now. Yeah, of course, the risk and return expectations have also changed. And I know that that has led a lot of investors to reallocate their portfolios. So let's factor in record inflation and a possible global recession next year. What's your advice for investors at this time? I would say, first of all, make sure you're staying in touch with the markets. It feels like on a daily basis, something happening that's likely to potentially materially move the markets. Mm. So if you're thinking about investing, you have to stay in touch with what's going on in the markets, what key announcements are due out for the day ahead. I think the next thing is make sure that you're well-educated on the way CFD trading, trading more broadly works. And part of that is getting really clearly well understood on how risk management plays an important and pivotal factor to the success and becoming a smarter trader. And I think finally, it's then just about making sure that you choose the right provider. So I think that comes with looking around, right? But ultimately, choosing a provider that offers all of those things, the education, the market analysis to keep you well informed, and then all the tools, the data to make sure that you can trade in the the smartest way possible. All right, Phil, thank you very much uh, for sharing your insights with us. Phil Waters is head of APEC and Emerging Markets at Owanda. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.